Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very short edition of Uncanny Tracks, where we talk about the Superman show, which I will only call the 2023 Superman show because its actual title is so dumb. The episode, uh, the third episode, although on some lists it's showing up as the second episode, which is annoying. But the third episode is my interview with Superman. It originally aired on the 13th of July, 2023. Don't believe Wikipedia. It was originally the 13th of July, 2023. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts about this third episode? All right, Bob, I agree that I hate the title of the show as well. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. We discussed this on the last episode of our podcast, but let me go ahead and add into this. I also hate the intro song. Oh, oh you're coming out strong, coming out strong against the intro song. Yeah. It, it's why I put the Lois and Clark theme at the beginning of our podcast episode last time instead of the theme for this show, because I just, it, it's cringe. I didn't, I didn't pick that up, Matt. Uh, I guess that means I'm a fake Lois and Clark fan because I don't even really remember what the theme song <laughs> was. I'm enjoying certain parts of the show, but that stuff is just not my my thing. The name and this intro so far, just got to cut that out. Yeah, just- yeah. The the name's terrible. I have no strong feelings about the intro song. I, I honestly, I don't think I'd even noticed it until you texted me about how much you hated it. But uh, watching it this week, I can see where you're coming from. It doesn't evoke rage in me, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and I just um, thank God you can skip the intro. That makes me happy. <laughs> oh, you can. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I know I didn't either. That or I fast forwarded through it. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I don't remember a skip button coming up. That doesn't mean there wasn't one. I just don't remember it. <laughs> the main thing I remember about this episode was what was not in it, Matt, which was oh, thank Christ! When we opened up, they weren't in Smallville. Uh, last week, I'd made the prediction, the dreading prediction, the dreadful prediction, the hateful prediction that every episode might start with an adventure of you know Superboy, for lack of a better term. And uh, no, we just had a normal cult open in Metropolis. I was so relieved. Yeah, we both made some pretty sh- shitty predictions last week about what was going to be happening in this show. So, but we'll get to those as we go through. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the main reason we're going to keep doing this is that, you know, there's still trivia to talk about, which can fill up about 10 minutes. So, for trivia, we have three villains here who they're calling Intergang. Not traditionally exactly how you do Intergang. Intergang's, you know, more like the mafia with like apocalyptic technology usually. And they're not really like the mafia here, nor do they seem to have apocalyptic technology, although maybe that'll be revealed in the fullness of time. But the three villains we have are the Mist. Do you know who the Mist is, Matt? I did not remember this guy at all. Okay. You you didn't read the 90s Starman comic, right? No, I didn't read any of that. We should we should maybe uh, have you read that sometime. I, I think it will still age pretty well. It was I mean, it's the best DC comic of the 90s, probably. All right. Just to help me out here, Bob and the listeners. This is when Starman was like wearing goggles and a leather jacket with his staff, right? Yes. Yes. Hipster okay, Generation X Starman. Yes. OK. Um, Not red outfit, sunshine on his chest, Starman. No, nah, that's it. That's his dad and his shitty older brother. Gotcha. OK. Yeah, yeah. But um, The Mist was originally the villain for uh, Thin on the Head, Red and Green Starman, Green Lantern knockoff Starman in the 40s. And then he's also a major force, at least for a little bit in the 90s Starman. But he's a creepy old man. So, you know, this, you know, I I get that you probably don't actually want to do that, that mist for this. But I was a little sad because I'm I'm fond of like creepy old man mist, you know. Yeah, I kind of just thought this was like a one-off character from a Superman comic at some point. No, no, traditionally more of a, a Starman villain. All right, what about Roughhouse? Roughhouse was the one I had no idea, and it took me a little while to figure out because it's a pretty generic name. Um, there's a lot of Roughhouses, <laughs> Matt. 
he appears to just be. Do you remember Bruno Manaheim? No. He's like a Superman, like uh, he's the guy who usually heads inner gangs, ugly Manaheim. He's like Rupert Thorne, but for Superman. Okay. And usually with apocalyptic technology, but without Thorne's political connections necessarily. But anyway, Manaheim apparently has a clone in the late 90s comics that is Rough House. That doesn't seem to, again, doesn't seem to be the case here. But yeah, Rough House is like a late 90s. Superman villain. I think he got killed in 52, the wiki said. And then I, I know you know the last one, right? Oh, yeah. Silver Banshee. Everybody knows Silver Banshee. That's a pretty big Superman villain. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, like, I, the, you know, I have no idea who Rough House is, so I don't care what they do with him. And I was a, I was a little sad, but understanding of what they did with the mist. But I was very annoyed by Silver Banshee, a not being supernatural. You know, she's supposed to sell her soul to an Irish demon, basically. And B. Like she should be horny for Jimmy Olsen. That was something that was just introduced in Josh Williamson's Superman comic. In fairness, probably after this episode was finished. But I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Silver Banshee and Jimmy are so horny for each other. Yeah, I kept waiting for that. I was so I was hoping it was going to happen because like I was thinking maybe they're going to try to tie this in somehow, you know, make it more like, okay, you read the comics. You have Silver Banshee hanging out with Jimmy. Yeah, maybe Williamson got to see a couple of episodes in advance and was like, oh, OK, that's something I could use. But no, we, no, we may see it way. in season two, I bet. Because that will be an interesting story to tell. So, Bob, did you dig the techno route they went with these characters powers? Or do you like the more traditional type thing that they usually do where it's genetic uh, or some? I mean, you know, for, for Mist and Rough House, I guess it's fine. It's like Mist is powers are science based, I think, in the comics. But for Silver Banshee, it's very annoying. All right, Matt. So did you think the warden was meant to be Maggie Sawyer? Because I did. No, Bob, not every female cop has to be Maggie Sawyer or Renee Montoya. But she's not just a lady cop, Matt. She's like redheaded. She's a ginger. She's a little butch. I mean, granted, she's more butch in the opening scene than she is in the later scene when like Lois and Jimmy and Clark are interviewing her. But you're just just assuming you're assuming she's a lesbian, Bob. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying she presents in a way that might lead one to think. Okay. Well, they will probably explore that in season two. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's important they that it's important they to respect people's this. character. No, that was yeah. not Maggie Sawyer. <laughs> I don't know. They, you know, Batman in the animated series. Oh, well, actually, I don't think they did. But Batman comics go back to Jeremiah Arkham pretty often. Yeah, but it, yeah, the, the, she's she's the, the place is Arkham Asylum. It's not Sawyer Prison. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Strikers Fair. Island. Well, speaking of that naming conventions, uh, the creator name dropping continues. Uh, Lois's favorite cafe is Wade's Cafe, which is an homage to the great Superman writer, Mark Wade. Yeah, I did. I did actually catch that one. I've been keeping my eyes peeled for stuff like that this time around since you pointed out so many last episode. Yeah, I was wondering if that was just going to be like a premiere thing because it slowed down in the second episode. And but and this was relatively on in the episode. But no, no, it was there. It was there. And then, Matt, this is like a weird like social question. Uh, You know, do people just like who are just know each other in real life? Do they regularly make each other play act roles? Is that like a normal thing? You mean do they make you role play? Yeah, but not like in a game, just like in like an improv kind of way of like, oh, here's the scene. Like, I'm this and you're this. Go. OK, I need some context for this, Bob, because when you, I, I noticed this question in the notes in the in the episode, uh, Lois makes randomly makes Clark role play as Superman. In my job, we role play situations or scenarios that could happen. Yes. To talk about what we would do in those situations. I, I get that because 
that's like a training exercise. I guess this is sort of a workplace training thing too, but it felt just more like Lois was trying to illustrate a point or just want, well, I mean, the real reason was that the writers wanted to make Clark uncomfortable and this was a new way to do it. But, but like, I don't know, it was just, it was so strange. Like, I, I was just wondering if, is that like a Gen Z thing that I just don't, I just don't get with. I, I think it actually is. <laughs> You just usually go against it, though, Bob, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I had this ostensible question, Matt, but my uh, my real question is, what's up with Gen Z? What's wrong with them? Well, speaking of Gen Z, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, of Gen Z and really awkward things, Matt, that uh, they certainly gave us a long introduction of Steve Lombard, Cat Grant and Ronnie Troop, huh? Yeah, I was completely wrong. This is where I made a mistake last week in predictions. I was, you know, I was thinking they're not even going to show up at the show. That was just a, a you know, oh, name drop. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten what your bad prediction was. And yeah, yes, it is revealed. I think I told you at the time that was a bad prediction. Oh, yes, you did, Bob. Thank you for reminding everyone, including yes, me yes. and the listeners. Thank you. They showed up and it was extremely animated. See, Matt, see, Matt Gen Z people should take note. Role playing? Weird. Undermining <laughs> your friends publicly to make yourself look good? Cool. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you're right, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, bro. No, but they did show up and it was like so anime in the way they were introduced. The little spotlight on each one of them and it yeah. explaining what they're, yeah. But I want to make sure, make clear though, Ronnie Troop is a gender swap, right? Yeah, I okay. I even called her Ron Troop last episode because they they said Ronnie Troop last episode and I was just like, oh, that's just their way of being like cutesy. And and so I just I called her Ron Troop last episode. But yeah, no, it's a it's a gender swap. Um I he's normally not that important or she he she is normally not that important a character in the Superman comics. I think they were I think he was introduced in the late eighties. And I, I, did he marry? I want to say he winds up marrying Lucy Lane, though. I might be wrong about that, but I think that happened. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him that well. I just know. I remember he was in the '90s comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember though from the '90s, Bob? Do you remember the reporter who was homeless and lived at the uh, Daily Planet? Was that Ron Troop, or was that a different character? It was a girl, and she had like she was kind of she had glasses. When you said it, it vaguely resonated with me. It was but during the time I, of the long-haired Superman. That's all yeah, I just remember yeah. reading the issues and being like, "What? There's some that poor lady. She's having to like live in the break room." Yeah, it made I'm me realize my a, future was gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was what created my anxiety. <laughs> That's gonna be yeah, you one man. day, boy. Who, who knew <laughs> that uh, that it was so uh, prescient, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out who she was, but. Wikipedia is no help. They just have the most basic bitch like list of Daily Planet staff. Alice. Her name was Alice. Isn't that Perry's wife? Perry and the rest of the staff eventually discovered that Alice was homeless and living out of one of Planet's supply closets. Okay, is it just Alice? One no last name. Yeah. So guys, don't worry. We have solved the mystery, and you can look it up. And she has a whole DC fandom wiki article. <laughs> Alice, comma Daily Planet. They don't. We don't know her last name. Oh, it was me- it was medical bills of her mother. Like she lived with her mother. Her mother died, but her savings got wiped out by her mother's medical bills. See, guys, nineties is why I have anxiety. Thank you, Superman Comics. 
I do. I do like this line. Perry White always admired her punctuality, noting that Allie was always the first one to arrive in the morning. That's the yes. <laughs> I do remember that line in the comic. I just always the only reason it stoked me because I remember I just thought it was so weird someone was living at their job. It was just odd, an odd situation. Yeah, in the nineties, that seems uh, un. That seemed like maybe a little unbelievable. In the now, it just seems like yeah, that that makes sense. It, today might, it seems like, almost, if, like if I was a Mary Bob, that could be an option for me. I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> Save me a lot of time, buddy. <laughs> neither of the places that I work are uh, have enough room that I could I could easily hide. Oh. But if I worked at a place where I could, I, I, I definitely would. Sadly, I probably wouldn't even have to hide. <laughs> they would just. Be- <laughs> Spool it all night. Yes. Oh, I'm kidding. I would do that. Oh man. So I, I should have mentioned this last week, but Jimmy Olsen's uh, Twitter knockoff account is called Flamebird. Yeah, I meant to, I meant to bring that up last week. That's a reference to Jimmy Olsen's psychic alter ego from like the Bottle City of Candor, right? Like he was yeah, Superman yeah. and Flamebird. Yeah, or not wasn't Superman. Do you remember what the other, the other oh, one was? Shoot, what was that guy's name? Uh, what did he it, call himself? It's very Night- important to the bat to the Batman family. If that helps, Nightwing. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. The, that's where Dick Grayson got the name. And do you know who later assumes the title Flamebird? Kind of in the same spirit of Dick Grayson, no longer being Robin and becomes Nightwing. Cat Cassie Kane. Cassie. Nope. Nope. Back- nope. Old Betty. Betty. Betty Kane, yeah. Betty yeah. Kane, there we go. Okay. The, orig- the original Batgirl, the Bat-girl, uh, Betty Kane. <laughs> when she's no longer Batgirl, she becomes Flamebird. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that's a pretty yeah. big piece of trivia there. I do yeah, like that yeah. this show is point is is rewarding people who have followed the, you know, the, the time. Of, like they're, they're, There's Easter yeah. eggs and things to pass Superman stories. I really like that part. That's my that's yeah, one of my favorite you, things in these types of shows. You, be, you mean you like that this show for tiny, tiny children gives two old men like us stuff to talk about? For it is not a show for tiny, tiny children either, Bob. This is not, do you think so? Do you so, think kids would watch this? It's not, not adult not for tiny, tiny. It, it's for it's for teenagers. Yeah, I'd say yeah, teenagers. Yeah, I would say that. Well, yeah. prob- I don't know if teenagers are really the the audience that are watching it, but it's it's the are the audience it envisions for itself are teenagers. I I, I don't imagine teenagers watching this too much unless it's like really late at night and they're bored. But yeah, like I said, it's not the it's not the yeah. audience it actually has. It probably it's audience probably actually is uh, weird old people like us, but it's the audience it imagines. It has. <laughs> kind of like Prodigy, Star Trek Prodigy. Imagine that it was a show for tiny, tiny children, but in reality, it was a show for their parents who might force them to watch it. I would not make my kid watch this show, though, if I had a, no, if I had a kid. No, no, no. That that whole dynamic is why Star Trek Prodigy is canceled, and I hope it stays canceled. <laughs> to hell with that show. So, Matt, was that young Deathstroke uh, entering the bank at the end, or was it supposed to be someone else? It was, Bob. Didn't you catch the uh, his eye was covered by a piece of his white hair it's like an eye patch oh. yeah uh, okay okay yeah. yeah i gotta say like i i hated young deathstroke so much last episode i consciously tried to forget what he looked like and so him being in civilian clothes was didn't help don't you enjoy the anime nuances 
So Matt, I, I think I am softening on this show a little now. You know, we're getting through the done a thousand times parts of the early Superman story. And we're kind of, you know, we're we're still doing familiar stuff like Lois's first interview with Superman, but they're doing it doing it in a pretty interesting way. Um and I will I do have to say that was a pretty great ending. Lois's line, oh, he's a liar, talk, talking to Clark about Superman really made me laugh. So I think I'm softening on this show, and that that makes me sad a little. I'll admit, Bob, I am kind of enjoying the show a little bit, you know, and with that ending now, I want to know what happens next. So, yeah, those assholes got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No no promises that we'll actually keep recording on the show. We just kind of have to see, like, is it not painful and is there enough stuff to talk about, which <laughs> either one could fall off. But, you know, maybe we'll be back next week. We'll see. Well, this has been a very short episode of Uncanny Tracks on Superman 2023. I am Bob in Cascadia. That was Matt in the Southland. Check us out on Patreon for coverage of Young Justice and X-Men 92. Check out our regular show on Star Trek Change New Worlds and Legion of Superheroes. Very relevant to this with Superboy. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening.